Hello, everyone, to the, I think this is the seventh. Dude, I, uh, I don't know. I've I lost feel, count. I feel like it's the seventh, but anyway, welcome back to the newest episode of Historically Insignificant. Um, we, yes, please, round of applause <laughs> for us, for you guys. I think uh, we both came to the realization that there's a few more people jumping on the yeah. the SIG train. No, definitely. That, that's uh, That's amazing. Yeah, that was cool. We checked out some of the analytics. We're still like new, but it's just fun to see that people are listening and they're listening to multiple episodes. And the guy's making a huge comeback this week, uh, or at least these last couple weeks. Because uh, if you remember, we checked uh, two, two or three weeks ago, and it was like sixty-four percent female audience. Yes. And this week, it's seventy-four percent male. Yeah, so we, <laughs> a bunch of dudes found out about the us. Other direction. <laughs> definitely turned this into a Sasha's fest but yeah. i think there's some there's some humanity to that but that's fine that being said like i said thanks for stopping by this oh, is thank gonna you. be a cool episode um i think last week or yeah last episode we talked about foreign affairs which was super fun check that one out if you haven't and on that topic check out you know the twitter the gmail yeah historificant at twitter the gmail definitely communicate with us i don't think twitter. even your personal page is following our group twitter page. personal twitter page yeah that's probably true the truth is is like i don't know if i want to get a new twitter page because the other one is like i guess i could just change the anyway right <laughs> the twitter the twitter is a problem i don't do the tweeting well um, i was gonna i was gonna add it and then and then because i own the account add myself back so i'd have five followers on my personal follow twitter for follow <laughs> follow for follow it's tried and true like in popular opinions over um, here. so we talked about foreign affairs this week we're talking about Honestly, I think just the amount of sh- straight bullshit that we just are both experiencing in news and just the way like this pandemic is going. Like, I don't know if it's stir craziness or it's, what, but there is so much horseshit in the news, so and there's so much stuff much. that people should be absolutely fuming about. Uh, that that I mean, we kind of have been so uh, how do I want to say this? like desensitized to because it's in the news constantly if we go watch go watch the news you guys when you're watching this or listening to this throw on the news and then and then tell us what the first five stories are i, I don't think there's in any in any of country in any state will the first five stories you see on any news program be positive absolutely not only are so many of them not positive but the fact that you can find some so contradictory to even one another let alone the way people are reading it right right sometimes i get more desensitized or feel forced to be because of what other people like how they interpret some of these things you know Mm -hmm. regardless of what the article is and that's part of the bullshit too is i feel like people being stuck inside i don't know i don't know if it's just because of what you see online and that's so much of what you consume because you don't have necessarily as many social interactions i'm not sure what it is but a lot of bullshit in the feeds in the in the ethos out there so we're probably just going to get into some of that stuff i think that'll be really really fun before we get into any of that stuff, the last thing we'll say, at least for this part of it, um, is again, welcome back. Check out the feeds. Definitely communicate with us. Check out the streams. Content being posted everywhere. And and everyone get hype. We will have a camera at some point. Uh, yeah. Everyone get super hype. Uh, sometime in the future, there'll be a visual uh, representation of this podcast. That's going to be so much fun then there's going to be this entire new avenue as well for that so definitely yeah. check that out yeah i was thinking also we might want to think about doing a live like a live 
on like a live stream one day just yeah, to yes. just to see like um if we can get anybody on that wants to come in and join in the conversation which i think it'd be cool i can only imagine what like instantly pulling a, a chat you know that was watching oh my God. live like there would be so many interesting things that could develop from that and i feel like you and me would do a good job of communicating with that audience too yeah, I'm gonna. I've been watching a lot of Summit One G, so I'm gonna just call them a bunch of wieners. That's how we're gonna do our <laughs> camera too for anyone that's on the skinny when it comes to the streamers. At the, at the at the 60 degree angle from our che- from our cheekbone. Exactly, it's looking up at you just like everyone else will do. One day. Damn, dude. Ooh, damn. I'm hitting them. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, we will be now. A word from our sponsors. But we don't have any yet. So this is your chance to get in on the slot. That's some good ad space. <laughs> I'm sure if you were listening right now, hey, you were on the edge of your headphones. We're cheaper than a billboard. Cheaper than a billboard. And right now, people don't even see billboards as much, right? That's true. Fuck billboards. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Speaking of billboards, it's funny because I yeah. feel like when on my commute, I don't see them a lot. I saw uh, what you would call, I don't know, I think it was, it wasn't a bus stop. It wasn't really a newspaper. Uh, th- I guess it was a bet. Well, anyway, on the back of it, it said, see, this is to all the people that say it didn't work. You're proving this works. And I was just like, I mean, I guess, yeah, but like, Wait, what? it's not going to make me buy it. It was kind of insinuating, like, imagine if you saw a huge billboard on the highway or something mm-hmm. that just says, you looking at this proves this is good space or something, right? Like, yeah. It's kind of like you're promoting it by putting But, it like, there, it depends on the highway. Like, here in Colorado Springs, the highway's pretty boring. So, yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to be probably distracted by something different. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's one of the most different things that, like, has – uh, came through as a bright light and all this shitty news week is just Elon Musk's continuation of being the most audacious. Like, how do you pronounce the genius. name? Elon Musk. Well, the name that he chose for his child, it's X and then the AE is Ash and then a 12, which is the a model of his favorite plane. I believe that was on the Rogan podcast that he just did. You should check it out. It's so like, wait a minute. So how do you pronounce that? It's <laughs> Ash A12. It's Ash A12. Yeah, because it's X Ash A12. So Exash A12. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> it's the spelling of it's great. To the but, audience, you guys should definitely look how that's spelled. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. it's, uh, it's pretty nutty. I put that together because I heard him. Not, I don't believe he said it, but I, I put the pieces together. But, uh, yeah. But the reason I say that is because I know you and me talked about Elon Musk like for a while when the, the submarine thing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you, so for those of you that don't remember, I think it was a few years ago, Elon Musk essentially – was i don't even know how you what you would call it like showboating i don't know anyway mm-hmm. there was the soccer team that was stuck in the cave um we which thailand the fuck were they doing down there i have no what, were they were they, they were on like a tour or something weren't they someone kicked the ball into the <laughs> cave playing a game like you gotta go and like that's just how it goes 
teacher in there is like, I don't know what happened. They're, it's the most rowdy field trip know, I've man. ever been on. They kicked the ball really hard they and it went to a cave. This is obviously not the United States. People can play football, okay? <laughs> People are good at football here. <laughs> um, so they got stuck in the cave. They sent divers in. It was actually a really cool effort. You should definitely go check it out if you don't remember, if you never yeah. saw it in the first place. Elon Musk wanted to make, when I say it now, it's funny. He wanted to make a submarine that mm-hmm. could fit one person that would go through this cave. Yeah, like it mapped the, they mapped the cave mm-hmm. and then it could like it knew the walls and everything. Right. Like, and so, it, yeah. and I guess it also this should be noted that the the cave, the dive for the divers, they had to have what? Like 2 3 more oxygen tanks. Yeah, it's a long it was a long dive from yeah, what I remember. Exactly. Long dive, difficult dive, something that like this, you know, what eight to 10 foot submarine couldn't make. So anyway, so Elon Musk called the guy that saved him. He basically called him like a stupid pedophile or something on those lines. (laughs) This was like on Twitter and everything. And people were like, what? This is what we first talked about. Right. Right. I was like, what? Like, I can't believe you said that. But at that time it was like, Elon Musk is still a good guy. He's trying to get to space again. He helps the environment. Right. Exactly. Like he's just for, for whatever he is, he's a good person that wants to do the good. Also, he's also a, Pretty wacky, dude. Uh, so wacky. And some of the – like the XHA-12, the the fact that, you know, there was the idea that he was going to build the tunnels on Los Angeles and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just said he's going to move Tesla out of California because of the shutdown I, that everyone's experiencing. I get specifically that. Specifically their county. I get that. Yeah. You can I'm, resonate with that. I mean I just understand why he'd want to do that. Absolutely. It's like, hey, I need to – like there's other places where I can open up business. Especially when the county was the problem and not even like necessarily the governor. Right. I mean like problem. because I, I don't know if you saw today, uh, Gavin Newsom's the first governor in the United States to ask for federal funding for unemployment benefits. Really? Yep. What's interesting is so the, the states haven't been – don't get any federal funding when it comes to unemployment benefits. Um, as far as I know, I think it's a state funding. I, do, I, I feel like, I mean, I guess the $1,200 stimulus check was in some way like an unemployment benefit, I guess, even though everyone got it's it. It's your tax money. Right. So not- exactly. Well, that's my point is like, it's your tax money and I know tax money goes to the States. Anyway, um, I did not see that. However, I will say that I did see Polis said that we should have restaurants open before March. Or May I, I did see that. I did see that. We were going to be opening restaurants. You see that a restaurant opened up in Callahan and they're like, fuck it. We're going to open. And the county, El Paso County was like, uh, abs- absolutely not. And they were like, what are you going to do about it? And they put a cease and desist order and I think they arrested the owners. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think like Elon Musk, like even though I do sympathize with that, he's just been in the news. And in a lot of ways, it's just it's one of those funny stories that I think is enjoyable to like keep track of. So in the in the, in the shit news week that we're going to get into with all the bullshit, I think it's cool that – Elon Musk like keeps kind of coming through into the news cycle, you know, staying relevant. It's, yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird time to be alive. Elon Musk is our, our number one good news story. Yeah, uh, like that week after week. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think we should like round off these. Go ahead, continue. What so do you mean? Because I, I feel like in this situation, we, we there are some things that we saw that just like I think physically had a toll on us. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you read something, you experienced a, a new piece of information today or this right. week, and like I think we need to round these off because some of them are. You, oh, you, you mean like okay, yeah, you want like you want like take it easy on. I don't know. I I can go first. So like, yeah. So the first thing this week that made me just lose my mind was I was uh, the vote for Iran. 
right? So the Congress mm-hmm. and the Senate both oh, yeah. vote to limit the powers of the president yeah. when it comes to his interactions, or not even interactions, his war powers, essentially, when yeah. it comes to Iran. And he, and he vetoed it. He just goes, wrong, wrong. <laughs> I have a better decision, a smarter decision. It's the best decision. Veto. Veto. <laughs> Which would have been a historic moment. That should definitely be said like significant wise that it, that should have been much more significant that the president even vetoed that mm-hmm. right understandable if he's the authoritarian i'm not saying it you are um if that's the case <laughs> and he is then vetoing it you would assume based on the voting that occurred before yeah okay that veto is going to get overridden and then it doesn't and, and then, it doesn't yeah it didn't it didn't and then you just and I congress guess, was like all right <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I guess there is a better a best. What do you want us to do about it? And that just at the I don't even I think that was at the beginning of the week. It felt like that was just the low, a low point in my head. I was like, it's not even about the fact of like what would the president do mm-hmm. in any situation. It's about the fact that our Congress kind of stood up for something consent with a consensus that we haven't really seen except in certain international issues mm-hmm. and then they just folded and they said whatever remember what we talked about last episode it's all it's all a game i know but you would just think like at least the people that are moving our chess pieces would at least have paid a little more attention i mean like they i think i think the if i, if I were to say like realistically in in the context of it's all a game how i think it went down was like Democrats convinced a lot of Republicans to follow this, and then they would kind of like bipartisanly support maybe their bills for a bit, the things that they wanted to get done. You're saying the Democrats told the Republicans to, to get their vote on on limiting, and then and then it didn't work, and the Democrat and the Republicans were like, "I can't side with you again, dude. My constituents will fucking murder me." Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad point. I mean. I- I definitely there there was probably some some play going on at least for the original vote to to be taken. Oh in the yeah, Senate. yeah, yeah. But I will say, like the Senate even getting that majority is still pretty remarkable considering what some of those constituencies think in general. You know, as oh, far yeah. as the president's concerned, I think there's some constituencies for some of those senators where, when it comes to the president, they like they're not going to side with, you know whatever just the republican base thinks they're like whatever that guy wants if it means more power for him so yeah but regardless of how that math lined up like oh my fuck man like <laughs> the the when i was going through my my feed and i'm just i'm reading more into that and it just it felt defeating like in a way you know yeah. it was like i know the the representatives that are in power some of them a lot of them are corrupt a lot of them try to do the good thing and are misguided there's money involved there's corporations involved there's other countries involved but it sucks when like it feels like something that's straight shot, good to go. Yeah, this is the way it through, should be. Right? Should go right through the goalpost. It's not really asking too much when Congress has the authority mm-hmm. to declare war. Um, it just it's hit me right in the gut, and I was like, that okay. Well, how how is the rest <laughs> of the week going to pan out while I'm stuck in my house? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I get I get why you feel that way. I guess I was I have such a low bar of expectations for government, like. Right at the federal levels, like I'm like, eh. <laughs> so that's the thing is, is you have a low bar of the government with the uh, the expectations, which is fair, and I share to some extent. But I'm sure there are other things, right, where you have different expectations that were also not met this week when it comes to the things you've seen. Yeah, like yeah. You were saying specifically the criminal justice system to some extent. Yeah, the criminal justice system in the United States, it's a fucking wreck. Like from the beat cop up to the uh the federal judge 
Like that, it's, it is a mess, dude. And it is enraging. It is enraging because if anyone knows me, they know that generally I support the idea of law enforcement. I am, I am, I support the idea that, that cops want to do the right thing for their communities in general. And then the Ahmaud Arbery case happens. You know, we see the evidence, um, the cell phone footage from a third party who they're now talking about arresting as well. I don't know if you read about that or saw anything on that. Third party? The guy who filmed the video. Oh, so more than these two guys, the one that was filmed. Right. That he didn't do anything. He just fucking filmed watching some guy get murdered. Or that maybe he is a part, he was like a friend oh, of so theirs. It hasn't been found out if he's related necessarily, but he was there. I know that the I know the DA, I think the DA of Georgia is the one that, or the head of their, uh, it's called GBI, Georgia, or GIB, Georgia's Investigation Bureau or something like that. Okay. Or GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigations. It's one of the two. Um, but he came, he they had a press conference and he goes, yeah, we're looking into charges on that person because the oh, they the might have, they might have some other, you know, evidence. But dude, it's just like, I have a ton of friends who um, are African-American and that we served in the military together and they're all good people despite whatever backgrounds they have. Um, And to think like they can just go for a run and some asshole thinks that they have a right to fucking stop you with a firearm, demand things of you. And then if you don't listen, shoot you in the chest and then your fucking local DA doesn't allow the police to bring charges. So I think what what makes me the situation makes me angry because what the fuck and then and then initially I was angry at the police department because why the fuck are you not bringing charges mm. what 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 in your mind makes you think this is okay in any in any situation in any aspect mm. and then it comes out this week that it was actually the local DA who put an order out immediately to not arrest them to the police department. And so I, I posted something on, on, on Facebook that I don't know if you saw, but or I didn't post it. I, I left it in a comment thread. And I said, uh, so we're good to go kill her, right? I mean, like, if I perceive you're doing some, an injustice, wrong something wrong, then I have a right to go and harass you with firearms. And if you don't listen to me, I get to shoot you. And that's legal. That's cool. Right. And, and I... I couldn't agree more. It's so unfortunate, especially, you know, again, because not only was the situation just really, you know, disgusting in a lot of ways, because mm-hmm. it was just such a, you know, a through the looking glass into that kind of mindset, that kind of culture, you know, some would say, um, but really that kind of, you know, just hatred, d- distinction, you know, whatever. But the thing is, is the worst part about all of that is like you were saying, it went all the way up to a district, you know, attorney. Yeah. And then not only that, but the law itself that the, the, I think it's the vigilante law. Well, I mean, they, they claim self-defense. Sure. They, yeah, exactly. They, they do, they do claim that. And, but it, it's like the guy that was, you know, or the dude that shot the guy in the um, Walmart parking lot in Florida, oh, you know, yeah. like hands and knees, hands behind the heads, like don't, whatever. And then just, and then you find out, oh well, you can stand your ground here, and he felt threatened, and that went on and on. And see, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with stand your ground laws. I don't disagree with castle doctrine. I don't disagree with any of those things. It's there's a big difference between stand your ground and intentionally chasing someone down in a vehicle, 
blocking their path, so so impeding their right to to, to free movement, um, and then um, brandishing a firearm, uh, threatening somebody with a firearm, and then and then uh, when that person decides to fight back as they rightfully should, absolutely, then then you get to shoot them, and then everything's just like it's cool. It happened in that happened in February. It happened, know, in Febu- it happened in February. It happened a while they were arrested that's yesterday. What people, that's what some people don't two even Two days ago. Is the fact that, like, literally it happened months ago, and the only reason really anything happened, right, is because mm-hmm. of the fact that so many people saw it, right? Oh, like, dude. You can't, you can't keep pushing things under it's the just, rug. It's just it, – it, it's mind-boggling. I mean, there was two other videos this week of, of uh, officers using excessive force on, on um, handcuffed uh, suspects. And it's just like, what in the fuck? Because – what what it, what it seems like to me is that you know i have faith that there that there is intent that good intent behind the job absolutely and yeah. for the majority of the time i defend um just like we talked about earlier the devon bailey case in, in the colorado springs you know that was found to be not um not a crime on the, on the police department's behalf not only by the police department not only by the county not only by the by 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 the state of colorado but also by the fbi so I defended. I defended that. And then it's just like a constant shitstorm of excessive force, planting drugs, false allegations, arresting for 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 uh, you know to meet to meet standards to get people in private prisons to make money. Mm-hmm. It's just like all these things are constantly coming out, and it's like and you know the people who you were talking about this months ago aren't wrong. They they aren't wrong. Um, the the black community in the United States when they're angry these situations they're not wrong because even when there's a good situation that happens there's a million other bad ones that nothing nothing good came out of it for their community right and 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 when you think of their community it's not a separation from the united states because their community is a part of our community we're all we're all one there there should only be one goal right moving forward um peacefully and healthily into the future yeah absolutely and i think the um like you were saying, when it comes to those communities, it's it's completely justified that certain communities and minorities, you know, uh, most significantly feel, you know, threatened, attacked, you know, ostracized, whatever that is in situations and mm-hmm. places to a more extent than others. But it, it, it's totally justified. And the thing is, is when I when we were talking about, you know, just the shitstorm that is the news right now, I think one of the important things when we're talking about the um, – Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> when we're talking about the shitstorm that is the news, and we talk about these criminal justice cases where things are consistently going wrong, what I keep thinking is, when does it get to the point where we, you know, like can do something about it? Is there something we can do about it when it comes to the yes. days? Like vote new people in? <laughs> just, just vote? No, no, no. Remove them from office. That decision by that DA who recused herself from the case immediately after i think i think a week after she recused herself from the case the investigation all that stuff mm-hmm. because of a conflict of interest because 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 the dad used to work for her he used to he, right. he was an investigator for the da's office right so like you already know that there's a there's a a conflict of interest in, a, in an investigation why did you tell the police no arrest? The police came out and said we had we had reason to arrest them. We had probable cause. We had evidence. But all we had other thing we needed to arrest them at least on a forty eight hour hold mm-hmm. for questioning. 
And we were stopped by the DA's office. What in the – that DA has shown she has no regard for the law. Yes. No regard for what's right and, and what's proper. It's friendships and games, po- political games for her. And when it comes to the law, right, the what you would think is the kind of the rules of the game, mm-hmm. you know, like for, for at least civil society. Right. The fact that not only the people that can control the rules mm-hmm. can do whatever they want, but then the people that enforce the rules, right? And then right. the people that make the That's rules. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's don't crazy. Don't have any balls because they don't stand up to the president <laughs> in Iran, like even the rule makers. <laughs> <laughs> to the president in Iran. <laughs> um. I was going to say – you fucker. <laughs> um, I was going to say like we have an expectation of, of police officers, you know, street-level patrol officers. And that expectation is based upon their job. Now when things go wrong, there's excuses made. And some of those excuses can be valid in some situations. Excessive use of force I would not I would say is not one of the situations. But a lot of times it comes out you don't know what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. They're dealing with the, with people who are bad. And, and, and in, in most situations, 99.9% of the time, they are dealing with bad people yes. and in bad situations, right? Yes. And then you have like the state-level law enforcement. And, and when I say that, I mean I guess um, – I guess a law adjudication. So like yeah. this, like the judicial system. So the DAs, lawyers, um, judges, and, and you don't, we don't have that same expectation of them. We don't say, you know what? They make a bad call every once in a while because guess what? You're not on the street arresting people. You're not, you're not, you, you sit behind a nice big wooden desk. You collect fat paychecks to do fucking nothing but argue, argue. And if you're the person who works for the defense, in some cases, you're arguing to release someone that you know through evidence is guilty. Right. So no, I don't give you the same. You don't get the same uh, 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 wiggle room. I would say, right? There's no tr- d- fuck you. Yeah. You you've shown that you have no regard for the freedoms of all the people in the place that you live, the people that look up to you to maintain the code the the the, the code of law. Fuck you. You need to be dragged out of your office and thrown on the street. Like, like we don't, we're not going to fire you. We're not going to vote you out. We'll vote for the next person. And for me, that same kind of veracity when it comes to the people that are like, again, like kind of enforcing these laws or like you said, just arguing, mm-hmm. right? The people that are making these laws, which is just the higher level of arguing, mm-hmm. is the people that for me, when I just consistently see like fallback after fallback after setback, I'm just like – I get to a point where I I, I don't – like I said, it, it's just a defeated feeling. It's defeated because it feels like even if, you know, people are voting in the right people, right? They're kicking them out of office, whatever that looks like. At the end of the day, it requires someone else to also be arguing with them, mm-hmm. right? It requires someone else to also be doing what they're doing because it's the only way that you can, right? Unless you can just amass so we- much wealth you can – forego speech i guess right well you know it's funny i was gonna say uh when i when i see this right and this is a string of things over the last two years it's just like getting more and more ridiculous more flagrant um and it's like you know i understand like when i first saw like the rioting for um well where would it happen in st louis well who was that oh i know who you're talking Sorry, I apologize. I can't remember the case right now, but um, I believe it was for the gentleman who was who ran from the police and then they shot him just in the back and killed him. 
Trayvon Martin? No. So we're going to stop talking <laughs> names now because someone's going to be like, you motherfuckers. Um, but I remember the rioting in, in St. Louis. Uh, I believe it was for a kid, for a younger guy. Um, and it wasn't Trayvon Martin. Um, but there was rioting in St. Louis for like days and days and days, and people were destroying it. And from an outside perspective, someone who doesn't have to deal with those kinds of fears, and, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you rioting? Mm-hmm. And now, after all this exposure, like, blatant blatant exposure it's like it's hard to, to to ignore it's hard to not see right um you go now i get it right now now i know now i know why because when you have ten thousand cases of mis 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 uh uh mistreatment even if there's one case where they got it right there's automatically distrust in those communities how do i know how do i know because the last 10 you got wrong what how do i know you got this one right that would, I would be furious too. Right. Well, and it's not even as black and white as what's right and wrong because sometimes it's even just the sentencing itself, you know? Oh, like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But with, that's what uh, I mean also by getting it wrong. Right. right. Yeah, that's a good point is you're still getting it wrong at some level. Exactly. Um, and that's – I don't know. That's that's the thing for me is like when it, when it comes to examples like that we've seen over and over again, I'm pretty sure the riots in what, Baltimore mm-hmm. were related to criminal justice. Um, before I finish – the the thought when how, how does that make you feel about the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing? Oh, okay. So here's because, my because I feel like for what it's worth, like a lot of people are unsure of why he was doing it. It was it was because of criminal justice. Well, how do like, I how do I, I feel, feel personally? Like are you strange. asking me how I feel personally, or how about well, this, the situation surrounding? I'm asking how you feel personally, and you know if you could add that context of surrounding it. But moreover, I think it's interesting because you're right. We keep seeing examples. Our access to information, our access to all these networks and these new communities, mm-hmm. we're seeing so many more examples of this that for a long time were much much worse. Right? Like mm-hmm. I think ultimately if you look at ratios there's still less things happening than there probably was before the internet age but yeah. we're still seeing all of it so i feel like we're more exposed to it on colin like doing that like it's it's just an interesting thing because of how many years ago that was now okay like. so you asked my perspective on on his kneeling first um i am uh, a veteran of the united states army uh, I'm a Purple Heart recipient, so that means I've bled, nearly been killed by the enemy in war, um, in fighting, I should say. And um, I have absolutely zero fucking problem with what he did because I believe in the oath I took to the Constitution. And he, as a man, has every right to go out and spread his message. Now, what the NFL chooses to do with him afterwards is their choice as well. They're a private entity, right? Yeah, he sucked but, anyway. <laughs> but as as a, as a as a as a free person in the United States, he has every right to protest something that he feels unjust. So for me to sit here and, and be like, "That's disgrace," it's not disgraceful to soldiers in no way. In fact, the guy who told him to kneel was a fucking soldier, was a veteran, right? So and the one that were, the people that were propagating right the narrative that it was disrespectful were the people that were holding on to power against the narrative that was right, coming and, out to part of what he was right right people who have a problem with it have a problem because they don't like the guy or they don't agree with his message like and they just glom on to the kneeling thing I mean people will say it's because of racism and whatnot I'm sure I'm sure there's cases that, that it was racism but for the majority of people say like this guy's an idiot he's bringing politics to my sport that I watch. Enjoyed. I don't like that. That's that's one group. Another group is um, he's an idiot. Uh, black people are free to do whatever they want in the country. Then they get shot. More white people get white people get shot by cops and black people. That's another group. 
And then you just have the people who splinter off from there to find their own stupid fucking reason to just, you know what? There's nothing wrong with what Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick did. Do I think that the NFL did anything wrong by firing him afterwards? No, because it would be weird of me to say, like, I believe in his rights, but not their rights. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess they are a company, so it's a little different, but. Right. I guess that's true. It is a little different when they're like private, you know, it's like it, it, I know people would argue that like sports to some context is kind of like not a utility, obviously, but kind of like a necessity. Like people need that kind of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some that would make that case. But yeah, they can kind of do whatever they want. But I, I, I agree. And I think for a lot of people now, it's it, it, it's difficult to make that argument the other way. Right. Like now that you see so many examples of it, like anyone that's like, yeah, you know what? Colin Kaepernick was kneeling to piss off vets or whatever he was doing. Right. Like I feel like at the end of the day, this many years later, right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard to still hold that opinion. And I think that's because more and more information has come out. And I would be hard pressed to find a veteran that I served with, which again is a a small percentage of of the military, but still probably about a hundred, hundred guys that would say, they feel the same as I do. There's not a fucking problem with that because one, they agree with his right to protest. A lot of them also agree with his message. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this was before all this stuff came out recently, you know, it, 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 the, the, I'm tired as a vet of being used as a prop to push a political agenda. I don't want that. That's why I'm not really for any kind of government because one uses me as a pawn to get votes and the other one uses me as a pawn to make sure the other guy doesn't get votes. Exactly. And I, I think it's so true because we touched on that a little bit when we were talking on the Foreign Affairs podcast because we were <clears> – <throat> excuse me. We were essentially getting at the fact that like when we talk about these militaries, as you said, like neither side really treats them well. Right. right. We've seen that over and over again. Um, for me, something that uh, – what. The upsetting thing is, is we you you said this kind of just touching on it, but the fact that when we talk about the criminal justice system and the people that it really affects, the fact that that is a for profit system, right? Well, there like, there are for profit sections of it, yes. Well, right, exactly. But as technically speaking, right, you the government needs to give funds to even the public prisons, so that money has to come from somewhere, right? So if you mm-hmm. can get more funding, at the end of the day, you're still raking in that money. Right. It's all related to the putting those people behind bars, right. or just like you said, taking them off the street in the process of trying to put them behind bars, right. like whatever it is. And there's a great that documentary. So upset. There's a great documentary on uh, on. Netflix, I think it's called like 13 or the 13th or something like that. Um, and it's it's about um, modern day slavery. These for-profit prisons bring people in and use them for for uh, cheap labor, you know, to, to manufacture cheap goods. It's just like, oh, dude. Oh. Now, I guess someone who wants to believe, who wants to have faith in that system, as I think that most people would like to have faith in their police forces. And this isn't saying that all police forces are bad or – but the, we've seen enough bad to know that like there it's it's pretty rampant. So, um, for as someone who wants it to work, as someone who wants it to 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 be okay and good, like it's enraging to see it constantly not work, and then no one talks about it. Like I mean, we talk about it at the, at the public level, right? Mm-hmm. But like it's not like there's nobody in government who's like we need to change this. So. The criminal justice system this week has, I say the criminal justice system, but really we're talking about these individuals, right? These examples of people in that system that just 
really when we're stuck in our homes and we're having to sacrifice some more than others, some reluctantly, some not at all. It's, it's upsetting when you see examples of like that uh, examples of that, excuse me, from people in those positions. Right. Um, and for me, I think when it comes to that, it's, it's hard. It's, it's important and significant to mention, but it, I think for a lot of people, sometimes it's hard to really make those connections because they don't even experience officers a whole lot. Right. Right. A lot of people who aren't in those bad areas don't really realize that something I think that kind of was on my shit list this week was, uh, <laughs> this, this has been like one of my like acts in the back kind of things. Cause it keeps coming up and I really, really wanted to, the Supreme Court is finally taking up a case to look at the president's tax returns. Jason, I am so excited <laughs> about the Supreme Court looking at them. It's not – I don't even care anymore what's on them. It's yeah. just the fact that we can stop talking about them. I just hope and, and that – Granted, I'm probably the one talking about them, not you. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> So I, I, as far as I'm aware, the Constitution states that that's a requirement to become I president. As someone who ha- obviously pays taxes, right? Yeah. It is so messed up that we have no idea well, what his look like. Can I see yours? Sure. Yeah. Oh, gross, dude. So <laughs> that didn't take very much convincing. No, I feel like if I, if I could hide at least sensitive information as they would in regards to my personal information, at the end of the day, what is it other than you knowing how much money I make, right? I mean, I guess I just, I just don't understand. And, and some of the viewers may disagree with me. Like, I, I just don't understand, like, how. Plus, by the way, Go ahead. You, I, I think it should be also stated that it's not like you and me would see them. It's not like as a like a regular American, right? Right. I know. I know there's people calling for that, but I, I know that's that, not that. Obviously, wouldn't happen, right? I guess. I guess. What does it? What does it matter if you know how much he makes? Or I guess the the proper question in, in Trump's case was was made, right? Because legally, he's not supposed to make anything other than his presidential salary, which isn't true. But I'm, I, I was just saying, right, that's, right, but that right, was right, my like understanding. It's not true. Like, so currently, the emoluments clause that you're relating to. Right. He's been breaking that a few times. Okay, so that's so that, that definitely that's proof that would be shown by tax right. returns. Yeah, right. Well, exactly, so, and that, and that's one of the things very well put is that the tax returns would show where some of the money is coming in from, right? Like for example, if you have someone an emirate or excuse me, uh, an ambassador from somewhere, and he's coming to to America for meetings, and you mm-hmm. put him up in one of your hotels, and he's like, oh, that two thousand dollar room. I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars for it for the night. I hope it goes, you know, I hope it's a good time. And then you start talking about, I'm going to give you a $5 million to stay in this room tonight. Right. And then you, if you, you, if you could see that on the tax return, that would show a lot. So me, let me, let me, let me throw a little wrench in that real quick. Please. So then sure. Show me a president's tax returns for the years they are in office. Cause because then you can see if they're mis- if they're mistreating the rules that 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 uh, um, are are placed upon them as a president. But but every other president has shown their tax returns to. The- I'm saying make it make it a rule, make it make it make it law. Right, and that's what's so exciting, right? Because like I agree, and if the Supreme Court with these conservative judges, I do think the conservative judges would like this to be something that's the case. I understand that the current president put two of them there, but I stand by the fact that if you have a position for life on the highest court in the land, right. you don't give a damn about who else says. I would what. love to you know. Don't give a damn. I want to know what what like H and R block they go to. H and R block. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his, his name's just Steve. Yeah. Steve is the H and R block Steve for everyone. He's just a manager with the H. He's at yeah. 1604 Pennsylvania. <laughs> He's just right down the road. We make sure we keep him close. We have a tunnel underneath the White House that goes right to that office. It would prove he's breaking the environment's clause. <laughs> it would prove where some of the money is coming from. And honestly, I think when it comes to, you know, making it a rule, even if they make it a rule, I honestly think maybe not anymore because of how strong out it's been. But that's just one of those sticking things for me where if he did do that, if he did prove he was a contributing member of American, you know, economy mm -hmm. in like the legal way, right? Like we can toss back and forth about what the tax system does for the rich, the poor, being a progressive tax, right? We can get into that. But the point is, is when the law is the law, anytime you shirk the law, when it comes to the taxes, when you make that much, you're essentially stealing money from the rest of the American people, from the government, mm -hmm. however you want to frame it. And so we would also see if, you know, there is money being held in other places, if there is, you know, donations in kind for something. Before we found out, you know, this was two years ago, we found out a huge fund of money for his, uh, I think it was like his election celebration or something, his inauguration committee. That money just went missing. And we had no idea where it went. If we saw some form of transactions, Paul Manafort took him, it. We know he probably yeah <laughs> he pays bezeled for, it. Pays for his nice little jail. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's buried in a canvas bag yeah. <laughs> somewhere for him when he gets out. But oh my, I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm salty that like just from the whole tax thing anyway. What would you say? Like, what would you say? Would your opinion change? Would you just stop trying to find reasons to hate him if uh, if he did give his – like he's willingly, like before the Supreme Court did anything, gave his uh, his taxes over and there was not – for the last 10 years and there was not a fucking thing wrong with him. Yeah, that would be fine. I'd be cool with it. So would you say like, man, like – You want to know why I'd be cool with it? Why? Because it's it not true? It would also have to exist in a parallel universe <laughs> because literally – what is stopping you if you're I, running I, for the I, most powerful position? I was just I was just asking if there was there was a threshold for which you say, you know what, I was wrong about this, or I was too harsh to try to find something wrong. I think I'm significantly pointing out that that threshold for me to say in this situation when it's regarding his tax returns, for any for any threshold to exist where I would say oh, you know what? Like, that's awesome. Like, they're super clean. I'm really glad you did that for the American people. And, you you know, you mm -hmm. shed some light on that. If for that threshold to exist would mean that 50 other things that this, 100 other things that this same individual has done would be also incorrect. Like, the, there's a pattern of behavior. So you're this, saying... This, is, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying... Yeah, and, and we'll, just, we'll say like way, way out there. So much so that it's not worth mentioning in my <laughs> eyes. But yes, it, so there is I a guess, threshold. I guess it's good maybe for the audience to have a, a little perspective here. That's how Drew feels. Um, I don't trust any politician at all. So like they came back and they're like, hey, there was that dude's like Al Capone. He's been hiding so much fucking money running. He's been selling drugs to the fucking mess. Like I, whatever it is, I'd be like, Yeah. Go, think, go on. I, I think the difference is, is it's not that I'm shocked that the things happen. It's that the the way I perceive them, I am much more like, we should do fucking something about this. And you're much more like, it's been fucked up for a long time. It's going to stay fucked up. We, it's, it's natural. Because like up. you said, it doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? Every uh, Almost every aspect of the government would have to be dismantled and rebuilt 
to See, to, to, to to fix the problems that we currently have. You you really think you? I have think to the really prob- break I think the problems in the presidency are 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 sh- are somewhat shared in the uh, problems with Congress. Uh, it, it, they're probably shared with the way we view lobbyists. In so the- you don't think it's just individuals? You literally, you think it's just power is that corrupting that people? We've known that for a millennia. But I think there's so many examples of people using that power for you know good for, That's for great. I guess even objective good. That's right? great. Again, we don't make rules based on on the uh, on the uh, the oddities, right? But we make rules based on the majority. And I'm saying the majority of motherfuckers are dirty as shit. <laughs> I will say this: the majority that you're describing is I feel like pales in comparison to even if minor, the major things that that kind of collective action, that kind of leadership could offer. Like I was just listening to some. No, 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 no. That, that's a great point. That's great. That, that's true that it could offer. What I'm saying is there's a chance. But that it has offered as well. That's my point. I, I'm not saying that the government has never done anything right. I'm not saying that the government has never done anything good. I'm saying the government has done things that are so good that it, 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 for most people, I think on a reasonable level, you like, can overlook something. Like create not a false flag things. event to get us into Vietnam? No, no. Not like creating false narratives to make sure the government does one thing or another. I'm saying like – I'm saying like, like that's pretty bad. Of course it's pretty bad. That's why that's something that you don't just say so like, what okay, we, let's – What is your list? list? What is your list that is so angelic yes. that we can forgive – that we can just automatically forgive – the bad things. But see, that's not my point. We're not automatically first. We're not automatically forgiving. We're intentionally forgiving, and even when we're intentionally forgiving, we're only forgiving the things that are, you know, at a certain scale that are worth, you know, repenting for. Or right. However you describe it, like for example, if the government for a long time doesn't raise the minimum wage, it's that's like if that's just how they want the economy to work. You can do that for 30, 40 years and no one's going to bat an eye until it really starts pissing people off. Right. There's some things that you kind of just push forward on a policy basis. But then there are other things. But, but, but I'm not saying that like that thing where the outcomes of it are pretty negative, right? Like if it doesn't work, the economy doesn't boost, doesn't work right. You know, people are still living on the street at an alarming rate. Then that's bad. Right. Right. What I'm saying is like the government decided to test syphilis on African-American military men. Like, just to see what happened. The government was like, yeah, you can own people and beat the fuck out of them and murder them and rape them. And like, that's cool. Right. So, I mean, like, what has it, did we, what did we do? What did our government do? That was so magnificent that I can be like, maybe they get a pass. That the the government in its form, because it like, it hasn't significantly changed form ever. I it's still, just, I still feel like you're looking for the past, though. You're, you're looking for the something that's going to right. Because I base my, the, I base my knowledge or opinion on something off of things that have happened. Right, and what I'm saying is, is the good things that happened. It's not that you give a pass to the government as it exists. Right, right. You're giving a pass to the government for some criteria related to the event. Right, that's right. It's, it's so, well, I understand the, what you're saying. Is like, okay, that's really great when they should get credit for that. That thing that they did, whatever, whatever you have in mind, that thing that they did was great. And that that goodness, we can say then there's a scale of bad things that have happened that we can say, well, you know, they did this, but they also did this. So that's pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is the bad things have been so bad that I don't feel like I'd be there. I don't feel like I can sit here and be like, 
things have worked really well for the past 200 years. I would say we've been really lucky that things haven't been worse, but it's bad. It is. It's bad. bad, and it needs and it needs fixing. And unfortunately, I don't have <laughs> the answer for that. I don't have the that's fix for not that. What the podcast is for? Historificance <laughs> is you know, but and and right, that's the thing is is like when. But it's interesting because when you say for that amount of time, it is really bad. I agree, it is really bad. But unless there was a centralized form of authority again that's pushing everything forward you know, then we just aren't here right now in this state anyway. You know what I mean? Like there's something naturally, uh, I guess, you know, they, they come together, this idea of like concerted leadership that's together mm-hmm. in their decisions and the progress of a certain society, right? Like if we didn't have a democratic government, we wouldn't have the level of wealth we have in this country, right? Like Again, I'm not saying a that great milestone, but I'm not asserting that government shouldn't exist. I'm saying what we have doesn't work. It hasn't worked. So why are we as a nation not pushing harder to reform it to something that does? And that doesn't mean like, oh, we should try communism. I just mean like restructuring how the power of the presidency is compared to the power of Congress or what Congress can do with uh, term limits and, 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 you know, how much money can a congressman make, you know, whatever uh, the president can make after the presidency based on things they did during presidency for money afterwards. All these weird little things that create little bits of power grab, little bits of little bits of corruption or corruptibility, right? E- equal up to a corrupt system, right? And this goes back to what we were kind of starting this idea with was is so you you don't think like individuals can help change the system that create the system? You're saying you'd have to <laughs> break down the system in a fundamental way. And uh, again, I, I think. Um, there's like a, a, a really tight ebb and flow with the macro and the micro here. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, individuals can have an effect, right? There can be great congressmen and women who do great things during their terms. If they don't do what the system says, they're fucking gone. And then they put in someone who will fucking follow suit, who will toe the line. Right. I guess that's kind of really what it comes down to is I agree there is this ebb and flow and this back and forth when it comes to that that relationship. But at the end of the day, the line's being towed by the person that gives the least amount of shit. Well, like the person so the, but, but if the system but the but if the system rewards those who just tow the line and can make money and can but, make and but, keep but, power. But again, when you say the system, you're you're describing like it's en- the entity as a whole. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is the entity as a whole still has the heads, right? It still has the heads of the different parts of the snake. Oh, right? well, so here, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me scale it down. Right. Um, let's say you had like a fast food restaurant. Sure. And so the fast food restaurant has workers and, 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 and managers and shift leaders, right? Um, it doesn't mean that the restaurant is bad if they're not doing great. It means that the structure and the way the leadership runs it is incorrect. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And what I'm saying is, is if you change the leaders in that structure, it, I feel like that can have a greater impact on the structure right, but itself it, than the other way. Around. But a part, but a part of it is also the way we've allowed government to run itself in some manners. Um, so, like um, a cool example of that is uh, there are currently what's fifteen million people out of out of work right now. I think the current. Million. I think that's right. I think the I current think number is fifteen million. Unemployment rate, so. Was it okay? I thought it was fifteen million. Whatever it I is. Think it's way more. Oh, it could be. Um, 
they they are currently uh, out of work, right? Mm-hmm. And they're currently not allowed to go back to work. They're being told by their by their state governments, you cannot work. Right. Your 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 job cannot be open. It can't have people in it. Okay. So why the fuck are you still going to work? And why the fuck are you still getting paid? Right? Right. So like right. the system in some ways allows for 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 really one-sided decision making that can be either one uh, really, really negative for the system as a whole and the country as a whole, um, or two, um, is a really negative stain and then continues that uh, continues that sort of action throughout the rest of time. Right. I guess I'm not sure where this comes from, but I, I kind of just fundamentally disagree with the fact that the system is – like you said, it, it runs itself or it has that kind of self-perpetuating nature to it. I do agree, like, at, at, at some level, right, when you're talking about certain power structures, most power structures, there is this this back and forth that's rhythmic, you know, like mm-hmm. the people who know each other keep getting the positions, keep getting the right, money, right. people keep benefiting each other, right? Like, I understand that kind of, like I said, rhythmic nature to it. For me, it's like, it's I can't disassociate the fact that there's still just people that are making decisions at the end of the day. Oh, like I said, I think that change they're making decisions because someone else needs to make another decision. Someone else is making a harder decision that affects more people. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, if the wherever the food chain falls, wherever the people lie, if one of them cracks, it all breaks. But if people are resilient and they have the you know the virtuousness, well, well I guess what I'm saying is 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 uh, uh, putting in all new people would probably definitely do something. I don't know if it'd be helpful. Um, but I definitely think there's also needs to be restructuring of, of how that power is, is, or can be either one gained or used. Right. Like, uh, like, but you know, a big thing of mine is term limits for, for Congress. That's what I was just thinking. Um, and like, let's say there's a Congressman who was in Congress for 40 years, like Biden, you know, when he started out in Congress, I'm sure he did have some great plans. But time allowed the potential for corruption. And in a lot of cases, I, I personally feel that it was that, that that was what was followed. Because the time allowed mm-hmm. for it, right? And yeah. I, can, can, I can maintain power by making sure this, this state senator gets their path and they throw me their bid and their constituents vote, vote for me. And, that, and like it's all just like it's just – it's a game. Right, and, and but that's kind of why I was saying it. At the end of the day, the buck has to stop somewhere with someone with something, right? Mm-hmm. And you would assume, right? Like, wouldn't all bucks, or at least as far as the federal government concerned, all bucks end at the president, right? So you would. Kind I, of I'm not assume, saying that, but I'm I'm saying the president as a position is a part of a system that is flawed. So of course it is flawed as well. Right. No, I I completely agree. And I, I guess, honestly, every presidency showcases that to some extent, that the system is so flawed, the president has to make decisions that you either don't believe they would make, mm-hmm. people close to them wouldn't advise them to make, etc. Like, the, the position itself is corrupting, right? But especially uh, power moreover. Right? Yeah, Just baby. As a whole. You're the leader of the free world. Right. You're, the, you're the leader of the most powerful nation in the world. Right. And you tell me no, that doesn't get that would never get to anybody. And there's no higher power, right? Like, like when you're the president, and you're a religious man, right? Like you got right. some, or some or like ground. you really really like NATO, uh, the UN, right? Sure, I guess that's true. Yeah, to some extent. Um, 
which is a whole other shit show. The president does lead like a broken system in a lot of those ways. I think again, like I'd like to point out for me, it's significant that there's just really a lot of broken individuals in the system as well. And I think term limits, I think fixing the electoral system. I think that's something that's come up a lot with this whole vote by mail thing that's popping up in States. Luckily Colorado's had it for a while. So we have the infrastructure for it. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of these things, that's essentially what we're talking about is replacing the people and also at the same time helping fix the system well i think so i think is exciting i think the what the listener can take away from here is we actually agreed with each other, each other the whole time <laughs> <laughs> weren't saying the words that we understood yes yes <laughs> it, word. it needed to be manipulated to the point where we were like oh okay actually we're actually on the exact same but i mean like yeah it's just the the system is flawed and um, i don't believe that just replacing the people would fix it i believe that a changing of of um Again, the way power is attained, um, and yeah. then also, and then also imbued or, or, or used. I guess it's more it's more so the case that it's just it's it technically easier to replace the people. Like I know if there's listeners out there that maybe aren't super involved when it comes to you know government, maybe aren't even super involved when it just comes to their work, right, or any power structure that they're involved in. Technically speaking, when we like when we do get involved in everything you can replace people a lot easier than you can just start fixing the system. Like if you're someone that thinks you can go into it and just automatically be like, Hey, all the people that have all the money, I make decisions now. It's not going to happen. So you need to build the coalitions. You need to remove people, change people. That's the easy part. And mm-hmm. then you can work on the system, you know, even somewhat simultaneously, but I don't know. I think, but I think if you continuously put people into a flawed system, then inherently that, that, they will remain flawed. But I mean, that's like saying, you know, you can't have good students come out of public schooling. You know, it's like, there's a system that's not, no, I don't think, I don't think it is because again, one of the main things that leads to uh, maintaining a failure, a state of failure or a flaw in the system is the fact that these people can be that F student, but they get to stay at high school for the rest of their life for, for literally as long as they can get people to vote for them. And it doesn't matter how well they do. It doesn't matter how uh, many bad things they vote for, how many good things they turn down, um, how many really one-sided decisions they make for themselves even. And and, and and then you just like, well, they, but they get to stay here as long as people want them here. Right. I guess it, for me that was the antithetical part is because I'm like if people want them there, then I guess you would think they're doing what But they I mean want. again – <laughs> maybe maybe not maybe again that's the worst maybe, this is, maybe this is maybe this is maybe this part that maybe this is the part that like people will not agree with me on and that's fine but it's something i've believed uh, most of my life and it's got me it's done pretty well for me <laughs> up to now is that people a, a lot of people in general are pretty fucking dumb <laughs> i agree with that. i mean it's just I like i mean that's that's fine but like just not great just just really just not great at making great decisions and that's you know what that's life that's human nature. It's whatever, but that's a reality we're fighting against, right? So when you say, how do we get to a better place? How do we get better people in there? Well, the people who vote party line just because it's party line or the people who um, never are open to a new idea in their entire lives because um, it might be somewhat different than what they're used to or that's something they don't really want to hear. Those people get to vote. 
those people get to vote for the same person they've been voting for the entire time. That just doesn't do anything. It doesn't do right. any progressive or, or, or doesn't do anything that progresses the system towards betterment. Exactly. And they can just vote for them because they, you know, said that one thing they really like, that one buzzword. They have that one. And that, and that goes both ways. That goes, uh, that goes both ways. Like, like uh, LA, LA, my hometown is a great example of that. We have one of the highest homeless populations in the, in, in, in the country. Uh, I think it might be the highest in the country. Um, and the people will just continuously vote for Democrats because they're Democrats. That's, I've heard that a million times from my friends, from my family. And that's gross because the state of that city is horrific. And they'll sit, then they'll sit there and they'll complain. They'll be like, well, we're, we're all these homeless people. Why do we have poop in the streets and rats everywhere? I can think of one reason, really, really shitty fucking housing uh, laws, mm-hmm. really shitty uh, uh, wage laws and, 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 and allowing the housing market to hyperinflate to fucking ridiculous levels that it's just allowed to do it and, never, and no one ever stops it. That's why it's happening. The people who allow it to happen, you continuously vote for because they're fucking Democrats. Right or what? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Those and I'm not saying I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in, in in Republican areas. I'm just saying that it happens there, and it keeps happening there, no matter what, because of Democrats. No, it definitely happens both ways, and and I think this is one of those. Uh, I think it's gotten to the point too where because you do see that on both sides, where the people are not only fundamentally being you know corrupted or hurt by the system itself, but the system is perpetually getting worse and worse because of those corrupted people mm-hmm. or just the people themselves. You, you get into a situation where I agree with you that regardless of what, you know, you, you said angelic earlier, regardless of like what angelic person or system you put in place, ultimately it's, you know, it's such a big, what, how would you call it? It's like such a big, mess of just rat tails and everything else where you oh, it's just, a rat king yeah it's like a rat <laughs> king like you can't even like peel it apart anymore mm-hmm. like, when you look at it like that you start to get to a place where you're like how much longer can it go anyway right like how much longer does it go like just you know this is more of like a maybe less historically significant and more historically irrelevant entirely but mm-hmm. i feel like at the end of the day when you do have a system that is that like tainted corrupting people are corruptive in general some might say how do you do, do you just you know keep voting and you kind of just ignore it and you just enjoy life's pleasantries and you know i think a lot of people do that things. i think a lot of people do do that yeah they just go i mean like i mean yeah it's terrible for them but like i got it okay right right because you're only you know you or like or like hey uh i don't have it as well as they do but like the state continuously pays me to do nothing so yeah, so I'm just gonna keep doing that. As long as I have another kid, like I get another bump and pay. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess it's just it's one of those things for me where it's like uh how would you describe it? It's like a five hundred year question, but it's a question that needs I feel like needs to be answered in the oh, I mean yeah, I mean we're still super young. So I mean like who knows in five hundred years what what it looks like. I don't you know? think it's getting that far. No, you think it's just gonna I don't think it's getting that far. I guess are you saying that the government in its current form won't get that far? Or, or I guess the government as it's currently structured wouldn't get that far or like we as a country won't exist. All three, I think certain parts of actual land masses will be underwater. I think a lot of volcanoes and other like, you know, catastrophes will have happened to where I don't most think, I don't think it human will. areas will. I think if it's 500 years from now, it's probably going to be Mad Max. <laughs> I mean, it could be a lot different. I would say probably the landscape probably look, look a lot different. I think it's definitely like Mad Max. Like you probably, if there's what, 7 billion people on the planet, 8 billion people, I'm thinking there's like 
three billion, right? To who two billion? Like I feel like people are. I think it's going to be that low. I mean, definitely. I mean, we've had how many? How many really close like comet passings? And like absolutely. Well, I mean, even just this pandemic, it's such a like small portion of the population. And we're told it's going to get worse. We're told it's only going to get worse. And we're also we all know if you have any understanding of how you know diseases and viruses mutate anyway, it's not like it gets better. Well, I I meant more so like. It's going to get worse for us as a people, not necessarily just the, the disease, but everything. Yeah. Like because we're so packed into cities and, and urban centers, and like there's one tornado through fucking, uh, you know, Houston. Or I don't right. even know if they get tornadoes, but like Dallas, let's just say Dallas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let's say a tornado makes it through the city. How many people are gone then? You know. So I mean, like, just the amount because so many people are living in close, close proximity to each other, and and we generally you know, don't want to stop gathering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like, I believe in people's rights and freedoms. I also, um, don't think that your rights and freedoms should take away from someone else's. So like, if you want to go out in public, that's great. If you want to go out in public and not wear a mask, that's fine. If you go out in public and they can trace it back to you as getting people sick, you should be arrested. Absolutely. Yeah. You had the choice. Had you had the choice like to. If you were tested. And you right, knew. right. Yeah. If you or or like if you just weren't feeling well and you're like I'm just I don't want to wear a mask. It's my right. For, sure, sure. I I want to go and um you know uh, punch my neighbor in the face. Sure, but there are there are repercussions. Could you imagine like going through a Walmart where it's all just lit by black light? Uh. We're gonna we're gonna break there for a second. I don't. don't want We'll be right back, guys. I don't think I think Walmart would probably look about as lit up under black light as it does under regular white light. Oh yeah, Walmart's would be bad. Honestly, I think Walmart would probably be the worst if you compare it to like King Supers, Safeway, Target. Like oh yeah, dude, you walk into those King Supers, you feel like you're in another country's grocery store. Smaller Safeways, they're pretty. Oh, Safeways nice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so Walmart would be pretty janky. But what would be like for you? Like, what's real bad? Like, what's a bad place for this? Uh, you got any? I think if you if you replace the light bulbs in a like a movie theater would probably be the grossest. I think in my mind. Oh my god! Just um, because I mean, you're sitting there watching the movie, you don't really think about it, but like you're sitting on like probably like a ten year old piece of carpet they stapled to a seat. And and then like they don't really like the the cleaning. You see them sweep, but like are they really like you know getting deep cleaning on those seats? Probably not. And like the amount of people like first place that I thought it was going to close with all this. Yeah, like people peeing in their seat to not miss the movie. People throwing up because they're too drunk and they went to the theater. Not to mention just throwing your popcorn. Just oh my god, yeah, spilling drinks everywhere. Oh, dude, couples doing uh, inappropriate acts. Movie theater, and you just hear your feet, and you like walking on the ground. It's like. No, yeah, you feel like it's like that sticky sound. Uh-huh. Oh, you yeah. Can peel them off the ground. Oh, yeah. For me, uh, I think a really good one would be if you had a black light of the Red Rocks Theater here because I read this story where they had to close it because so many people shit just <laughs> all over these steps, man. Well, I would <laughs> <laughs> just all over these I, steps. I would say for shit. context for the listeners who aren't familiar, Red Rocks Amphitheater is like a concert venue that's built into the side of a mountain. Just call them Brown Rocks. Yeah, but apparently people have been uh, using it as a toilet. So um, well, that's funny because I have, I have, a, I have a, an interesting story. Um, for I can't remember. I think when I graduated eighth grade, my dad got me tickets to see Metallica at the uh, oh the Coliseum. I think it's the Coliseum. Yeah, the Coliseum in Los Angeles. 
which is where the Clippers used to play before they closed it. And uh, so we went to see the concert. And it was my me, a friend from school, and then my dad and his friend. And my friend from school was on the very inside of the aisle. So like he was the farthest down, if you're looking at the concert to the right. And uh, some guys started fighting like three rows up. And so my dad and Walker, his friend Walker, um, step out of the aisle. And I kind of shuffle towards my dad because I'm still pretty young. And I'm like, I mean, I love Metallica, but they get their concerts get kind of rowdy. So, you know, I want to be close to my dad. And I look over and, and my buddy, I won't say his name, but he look. he's a little right. He goes, he goes, Hey, is it, is it like raining or like, is it, like the, the ceiling's like leaking on me or something like that. I turn around and look behind him. The dude's standing behind him, standing up on his chair, legitimately with his dick out, just peeing onto the back of this guy's head. Just peeing. peeing just like, just full streaming. <laughs> and like, He's like, is the ceiling? This is what I came here for. Is 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 the sprinkler system leaking? Uh, (laughs) I was like, dude, turn around and just start drinking it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we pulled him out of there. He was like, dude, you gotta go to the bathroom, and wash your head off, dude. You got peed on. It's just like, oh, that guy automatically lost the. Dude, no, that guy got hit with a chair immediately. (laughs) 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 I guess other people saw it, didn't like it. Yeah, I can imagine why. uh, Yeah, every. Every Metallica concert I've been to uh, have been full of uh, uh, fights. Really, I've been to like four or five of them. So I, I can see that. I all the concerts I've been to have either been like EDM concerts or like rock concerts or country concerts, and like you don't like really see a whole lot of fights at country or EDM concerts. Like I guess people like when they're on a bunch of drugs at EDM concerts, they're like, they're barely alive. They're yeah. Like some of them are way too alive, but the first inclination is not to hit other people. Generally, I'll tell you that they're, where they're at. Cause I used to be. work, I used to work concert security. So I'll tell you that the concerts that have actually the most violence or the most fights at are actually like, um, when Hispanic bands play in the U S really. Yeah. We used to do like a lot of, uh, shows for like, um, Vincente Fernandez, um, we also had, he had an opening act one time and they were from Tijuana and the, the name, T, the word Tijuana is in their name. I can't remember what the hell they were called, but we actually had to hire, um, a bunch of police for that concert because there was literally a hit from cartels out on the band. You meant policia. Yeah. The policia. Yeah, well, I mean, we were in, <laughs> we were in the LA area, so. <laughs> right. Right. Oh geez, yeah. I'm I'm fortunate that like a lot of the concerts I've been to, there hasn't been a whole lot of stuff. But granted, like I'm honestly one of those people where like I don't experience a whole lot of what you would consider like abnormal things in my like everyday like. Dude, regardless of, like, I used to see the wildest things at concerts, man. Oh, I'm I yeah. It sounds I, like it. Some dude pissed on another. I, dude. <laughs> that was I was actually attending the, when, I, was when the I worked day. when I worked them. It was like super nuts, like uh. I was standing at the at the sound booth for a Metallica concert, and um, the guy in the booth, like they had like, the private box seating, uh, pulls on my shirt, and he's like, "Hey, man, this guy just kicked in our door, and is doing coke on the back table." So this guy's like smashed in their door of this private box and started like doing lines of coke, and so like <laughs> we jumped over the wall and chased him, and like. I think it took like six or seven of us to like take this guy down because he was just fucking flying on. Yeah, he was. He was Woo! <laughs> the cops tased him, dude. It was pretty great. Horse mode, like that's great. God, I, I, I bet, yeah, from that side of things, because you're, you're having to deal with the people that are getting picked out of the group, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like 
I know, like, there's some people, you ever have those people where they're, like, your friends, you go hang out, and it just seems like every single time you hang out with them, like, something that would have never happened if you were, like, by yourself just happens, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I used to have this friend where it wouldn't matter where we went, right? And it wasn't like, you know, she had a good personality, but it wasn't like that. It was just, like, people would, without her saying a thing or anything, like, again, good-looking girl, but not like, oh, my God, everyone needs to walk up and talk to her every time we went somewhere. It was like, dude gets in a fight right over here. Dude, like, person does this. Really? Walks up to her and offers her this. It was just – it was crazy. It was like – it was one of those weird things where you're with them and you're like – there's like a like there's a weird like space around you. Like people are drawn to dude you we as a person. Me in high school, like my group of friends, that was like we were usually the ones that were getting into fights. But you were looking for it. Or like or like they would just happen around us. Really? Yeah. So like we had a party uh at a at a friend of ours that owned a hookah bar. Um and or ran there was a manager of the hookah bar. And like the fight that took place in this guy's house that night was so absurdly violent that they had to sell the house because they couldn't they had to like bring in professional cleaners and stuff and like repaint the walls tear out all the carpeting because the blood was so there was so much blood. i mean like uh, that sounds ridiculous because like there might have been no but there was like 60 people fighting and like an old crt computer monitor got smashed over some guy's head one guy had a dart one guy had a dart stuck in him because there's a dartboard at the party um, and we just started beating each other. Dude, purses were stolen. We ended up taking the keg. <laughs> like, and and it was nuts, dude. It. Like, and if you if you were in our graduating class, like that party was like people knew. I, if we talk well, about the, sure. I won't even say the, I won't even say the city the neighborhood name. knew. I won't even say the city name, but like when you say like the blank house, they go like, oh, dude, I remember there was a fight there. Like, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. Like I've had, I've had a few examples of that, but again, it, it always feels like it's related to something else. If that makes sense. Like right, no, that makes in those sense. situations, like I'm never immediately involved. Yeah. Like were you, well, that's that good. You don't want like 60, I did. I did. I did uh, See, hit somebody. So, right. I hit somebody. I grabbed him by the back of their shirt and their head and I hit him against a stucco column outside. <laughs> so i was like i gotta get out of here no i'm not a fight i'm not like a big fighter dude like i'm not like a, it's, i don't want to fight especially not in high school so you just take he, he he swung at me he missed um and i grabbed him and i smashed him up a couple times against a pillar and i fucking went and hid in the back of a truck till the cops came and then you were like i'm gone i was at a party once where there was someone that pulled out a gun and tried shooting someone but it was one of those things where you were everyone was already there for five four or five hours you know right so it was like someone caught wind of something at the very end and i was mm-hmm. essentially gone at this point yeah but yeah right in the backyard and later i found out and everyone freaked out and it was this big thing but it was just it felt like it was localized i guess like oh. the two people were kind of alone they knew well I, I like i said i grew up in like outside the los angeles area so that wouldn't have been crazy yeah that's what i'm saying like we had like we had fights with bloods and crips all the time like we would go to fights after school like the bloods were going to fight the crips or like you know the the mexican mafia guys were going to fight the bloods or the we even had a rockabilly gang yeah yeah and you can ask anybody from high school they were called the the, the royal aces and they would they would dress in all like the the straight leg Levi's, you know, white t shirts with cigarette packs rolled up in the sleeves. I'm glad house fights didn't become like Project X. But know? we would con like every fight, there would be like someone would be like, go get the guns out of the cars. And it's like, we're gonna leave. <laughs> well, it was fun. It was this enjoyable. was great entertainment while it lasted. 
Yeah, I bet in the concerts too, you probably have to deal with a lot of that. I mean, we usually took, we usually confiscated firearms like at the door, mm. and then we would like store them till after the concert. Sure, sure. Which again, the majority of that was at Hispanic music concerts so like did, mariachi bands did stuff. i tell you about how when i was in hawaii though i did have this like local that was trying to like get all like up in my face because he thought i hit his car um i know um just in context of that story that locals are not big fans of visitors they're not yeah <laughs> prefacing the story with that absolutely i don't know the story but i was in my face no, it was it was stupid. It was just like I was trying to get out of a rental car door, and he thought I hit the car, and I was like, I was polite, right? Like mm -hmm. whatever. So I close it. The woman kind of looks at me, and then just big ass local comes out, and it's just like, do you hit the door? I'm like, dude, this isn't even my car. Why would I hit the door if it's not even my car? Like I'm gonna have to pay from this door too, you know? And so, and then it was funny because the woman was so nice. She was just like. Yeah, he didn't hit the door. I was like, thank you. Like, I don't know if I'm smoking. Like, please. <laughs> Thanks a like, lot. Appreciate it. I'm going to go in now. And do whatever. <laughs> um, but, like, like things like that, like, like random things where, like, someone would just cause shit or whatever. Yeah. Like, that was something for me where it was specific people. It wasn't like a space. It wasn't like locations. Like, I grew up here in Colorado Springs for the most part. And, mm -hmm. like, there are some areas, right? Like, I experienced some things in that nature with friends or whoever, but more often than not even when i was in college when things got a lot worse it was never like dude it just i don't know happened. i i talked to people who were born and raised here and they're like man you can't believe like how crazy the gangs are here and i'm like they found one of my buddy's uncle's heads in a bathtub like because <laughs> yeah, okay. he was a part of like a a, a cartel <laughs> like mm -hmm. i don't I, I i imagine it's not great here it's it's honestly not even that, but. but I'm saying, like from your like from your perspective, growing up here, maybe in like a not from you specifically, but just someone growing up here, maybe in a lower income right. area even, of town, like that. like oh my gosh, it's like there's shootings, it's like yeah, there's a there is shootings, there's a, there's a lot of shootings. There's I, for some reason there's I don't see a lot of hittings. Like there's not like right. everyone's shooting, but no one's hitting anything. Right, <laughs> so. right, everyone's shooting. Uh, real quick, did you see the story of the 21 year old though that like just got arrested for 48 years? Because what? he uh, he had a friend. He was 21. She was 22. She was like, I want to kill myself, but you should do it. And he was like, yeah, okay. And oh, was this the guy who went up to 11 Mile? Yeah, he went up to 11 yeah, Mile. Yeah, me and, me and my wife were talking about that earlier. Four or five into her and then took her back. Yeah, took her back to down. The, uh -huh, and, and he was like, called. he was like, yeah, so I killed this lady. And I'm like, why? She asked me to. She asked me to. I actually actually asked my wife. I was like. Isn't that like a weird gray area? Don't you think? If like someone, if you had proof that someone was like, "Can you please do this to me for me," and then you did it, like, does that then still hold the same criteria of murder? I mean, if I guess murder would insinuate that you had like, I guess yeah, it would be murder because you're still murdering, they're still killing. I know, you. but if it's requested, yeah, like I like 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 if like if we were out in public, and you said. Jason, I want you to hit me. And like, not like we we're fighting already, but you just said it. And then I hit you. Like, I probably wouldn't get charged with assault. I guess the real question is, is who's the one doing the charging, right? Because like in that situation, you're right. It's kind of a gray area. If the parents of the daughter or the woman, right, or mm -hmm. the friends or relatives or whoever were like, she would never do that or like whatever argument right, right, they right. make, like they would kind of win anyway. But right, right. but you're right, it is a great it's a area. it's a it'd but, be a really high threshold to prove, right? They, exactly. That they wanted but me to I do this. I think the reason he was charged with the 48 years was probably <laughs> because of the fact that it was murder, right? Like I don't think you would charge a 
20 year old with <laughs> 50 years unless you really were like yeah that's how uh, they proved like he wanted to <laughs> right like he got yeah he enjoyed it or something but no, that was crazy because that just happened right here but i guess that's related to like there are more things mm-hmm. going on here right we obviously right. had planned parenthood and all these other things but at the end of the day it's I, it's not as bad so I mean, no and i get that like, like i said it's perspective it's right like, it's all perspective, oh, yeah, it's all perspective. You know, like for me growing up in, in an area, like even my city was like really upscale, right. really, really right. majority old, elderly white. I think um, I think when you say perspective, it's interesting because something that I've been kind of thinking about just through this whole episode, but also just in general through this whole week with the, the bullshit news, with just, the, you know, just everything going on, the stress, the 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 perspective I feel like that we're talking about. The perspective I think that needs to be better understood that's like being treated as if it's pretty insignificant is right now, and you said this earlier, things are pretty bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about constant everything else, but like when we get back to it, like things right now are pretty bad and it's hard to be optimistic about things. Anytime you tell someone that things are that bad Mm -hmm. in a very realistic way, if they are above a certain age threshold, mm-hmm. they will become immediately defensively reactive to whatever. You're well, I mean, because I think the implication, I think, from their perspective is like, well, they must mean because of things that I did or my generation did, or I don't give a shit because I'm not going to be around, around long enough to feel the effects of that. Right. No, that's a good point. There are those two categories, but I would say that the the reason I pointed out is because the latter and, and don't get me wrong. Like it's not even necessarily an age group as much as it is just most people that are very stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. And just a mentality. Older people have that mentality. Exactly. The, the thing is, is like they are also still right. Like the largest voting block is people 65 mm-hmm. and older, I believe. Like mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just one of those things where things really are that bad. There really does need to be either mass mobilization, really amazing individual achievement, just collective, you know, boogaloo, whatever you want to do. The thing is, is there has to be something. And right now, any person that really makes up the bulk of that, the ones that could make those decisions right now mm-hmm. are the same people that are like, it's not that bad. You're being pessimistic. You're being unpatriotic. You're being condescending. You're being whatever. Right. I'm taking it defensively when you're just trying to state the situation as how it is. Right. The reason this is so personal to me is because this is kind of like, for me, how I've contextualized all these news stories and the way people are reacting to them and why it is like, upsetting me so much is because so many people aren't like they're just not looking at what's actually going on right Right. like they're they're choosing to have ignorance they're intentionally ignoring things or they're just ignorant and they just don't get it Mm -hmm. or they're just you know they're abstaining some kind of civic duty or moral duty i don't know what you want to call it but it 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 feels like so defeating when i see when you try telling someone like no in 10 years like this many jobs will have turned into automated jobs. This, you know, there will be like we've talked about before, like technologies that can actually tap into nervous systems to some mm-hmm. extent, either for medical purposes or what have you. So it's like, these are all real things, right? Like right. the world, like the environment is in a bad place and it's not necessarily reversing just because we're all in our houses for three months. It's just going back to a closer state of normality after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. But 
I, I don't know. Like that's a, that's a point where like, I, I think that's so extremely historically significant. People don't give it that. And I think it's upsetting because if we could fix that, if we could fix the fact that people don't take that seriously, mm-hmm. things would be a lot better. Well, I think I, I think I would agree with that. I think I would agree with that. Um, I was going to say just cause we're, we're getting fairly close to the wrap it up time. Um, one more thing from the news that, uh, historically is significant and is also insignificant um that also kind of um ruffled my feathers a bit was uh, did you see the uh, the venezuela uh fiasco the two prior uh, two former special operations soldiers who were arrested by the venezuelan military as trying to uh throw a coup in venezuela with colombian uh mercenaries and they were arrested offshore by the military because they were spotted by a fisherman coming in um and, uh, yeah, the plan was to, uh, start a coup and then kidnap Maduro. And they, they, there's a story that you know, they work for a, a contracting company and the contracting company was paid to, to start this and they don't know why or who or what. I thought it was interesting because like, because of the story and the context of the story, and, like they're special operations soldiers. They trained this force of Colombian people, you know, but they were like, there was really bad communication. It was really underly funded for what it was. And then all of a sudden, like. When they arrested them, they had like their U.S. passports, and like one of them even had like their government issued military ID. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> come, come the fuck on! Like, that's insane. Part of part of the story just feels like so fucking fake. Like it, it's, it's like so it, unreal. Well, yeah, it, it seems like it's a it's a it's a what would be a um like a bashing article, you know, like um that that the Venezuelan government like just came out with. To, right. Like it just seems so. It seems so. I don't know if it's. I don't, so I don't know. It just looks fake. You know, like I know for a. I know for a fact that like when I went on patrol in Afghanistan, you know, and I am. I'm not. I was not special forces. I was not doing some special crazy black ops mission, um, that had like you know dark money from somewhere that paid us to do a hit, you know, or throw a coup in a country. Um, and we didn't. We we didn't carry our ID cards. We didn't wear our wedding rings. We only had our dog tags because that's required for identification if you're killed. So yeah, like, like the fact, system. like those little things like that, like what in the fuck? Like who, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like what, 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 uh, what wool is being pulled over our head right now? What's what, what's happening that we, we don't know of because of this story yeah, happening. That's interesting. It, it does beg like a deeper look at it, which is, even more interesting because wasn't the problem Maduro was trying to like, I don't know, essentially capitalize on all the oil they had. Wasn't that the whole point? I mean, there's a, a, a long string of things. I think, well, I think what happened, for. I, yeah, right. But I think like the reason there was such a huge economic collapse and, you know, it's become that pillar of just like terrible communism or socialism or whatever is because of the fact that Maduro based so much of the government's economy on oil. And I believe the price tanked there or something. Anyway, I don't want to get into that stuff, but that's crazy that that would have happened, especially because right now that's really like the thing happening in South right. America. That's really like keeping everyone's toes lit. Right. For, that, you know, whatever like, that's like the major South American story right now. It's like what's going on in Venezuela. Exactly. The only other story is if the wall's being built yet. And it is. And it is and it isn't. <laughs> it is and it isn't as it always has and always never right. will be. And the, yeah. And, and like then we also had like uh, uh, Kim Jong-un's live. 
Um, but the but the pictures the pictures were like very much so you know Weekend at Freddy's or Weekle at whatever the fucking movie Mm -hmm. is. I read an article that said Kim Jong Un's reappearance strikes devastating blow to female dictators or something, (laughs) and I was just like, oh no, what a what a hot take. (laughs) I was like, hot take. What a fucking on the mic real quick. Oh my god. Can't can't forget those dictators. Yeah, those those poor disenfranchised female dictators across the world. We, did you see anything real funny about the Maduro kidnapping? I can imagine people were like, "Oh, uh, I mean, that is, I mean, people are making people are making jokes. Um, people are memeing about it, but like, it's mostly like military humor. So, mm-hmm. like, they wouldn't necessarily translate well. Right, right. Kind of like X Ashe Twelve. Oh yeah, that's fucking terrible. That's like that name ABCD. ABCD, yeah. There was like a, a kid last year that was born as literally A B C D, and I think E, and it was like you just say it, you just say it real fast. ABCDE, I that's bad. That's I guess it's really what's the difference, right? Between I mean, that. we already had kids that were born that were named Corona and Virus. V Y R U S. We're such a creative bunch of people. Oh, yeah. We're, we're just, just brimming with it. We're just brimming with so much intelligence. You know it's what? Shocking. Terrible pandemic. Beautiful name for a kid. <laughs> this is the chance. Corona. It is historical, and so are you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's a mess, dude. Uh, I think, I think and, and as long as we're, I think there's a big part of it is that we've been fed negative negative stories and negative information for so long. It's just like that's what it's supposed to be. Well, what I would say to that just because the the point I was making earlier is partly that I do think we're being fed negative stories, but I think the nature is that I don't think the majority of stories are negative as much as they are just like what's actually going on. I think more things are biased than things are negative, and I think more things are factual. Than well, I mean, like we have like the what with the coronavirus going on, we have um, all the stories saying like this guy died, this guy died, this guy, you know, this woman died, you know, this person died, this child is sick, you know, and it's never, hey, you know, like three hundred thousand people have recovered. It's not like. Colorado, I think Colorado, I think two weeks ago, um, completely emptied the hospitals of all of all COVID-related cases. There wasn't one anymore in Colorado. Why, why wasn't that like the headline? I feel like that's a good example, though, of it's not like that's negative. Like that's I don't think that's a slant I'm, towards negative. That's a slant towards like like sensationalism or something. Well, I don't know if that's but sensational. I'm just saying, like, but what we instead see is like Every five minutes in New York, a person died of COVID-related uh, uh, complications. You know, over the last weekend, from Thursday to Sunday, every five minutes. And it's like, okay, that's terrible. Um, I don't know if I necessarily super agree with like that they were all COVID-related because of the way they're coding co- cases right now because it gets them more money. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that was stated instead of the the other perspective. I, again, for me, I don't see it as two perspectives because that's actually what happened. Well, right? no, no, but we, we can also you can give the full story instead of just the negative side. You can say like you could story. say you know what in New York, a person died every five minutes, and that's terrible. As a nation, you know, three hundred thousand have recovered. Whatever I don't know, it might be worldwide, but you know, worldwide, three hundred thousand people have recovered from this, or like. 
testing is showing that like we may not really understand the grasp of how significant the scope of this disease is and how many how few people are actually having to go to the hospital for these things like there is a there is a there's a positive and negative and then there, there's reality right and if you ignore the full reality for only one side of it then you're only showing that one side of it, whether it happened or not you know what i'm saying I, I see what you're saying. I think the assumption, I guess I, it sounds like I'm working with is that even if in that, let's say that a similar example, like 500 people die, 500 people live, right? Like in the example of you saying like, well, 500 people are dead. I feel like that is considered news because that's something that is like, like it's something to a either worry about or be concerned about or be mm -hmm. made aware of, right? Like, like, for what, like, I think there should be more, like, good news, I guess, in a general sense, right? Like, feeling optimistic or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of what Krasinski's doing. But the thing is, is I think the general function of news is what do you need to be informed about? You don't yeah. need to be informed about the good things. If you want to be informed about the good things, that's what you get. But it's the, but it's but that's part of the story. That's a part of the story as a whole. Right, but I, that, that's my point. People don't listen to the news to listen to the story. They listen to the news to get the facts that are going to help them make decisions. Well, I, like I would argue that there's a, a lot of right, there, there's something facts. wrong with that, right? And and that's a good point as well. Is not all of them are facts, but I guess for me, like the negativity, at least for me, does not bother me as much with the way I consume my news as much as it does the fact that the people that are reading it are much quicker to say that's negative rather than what are we going to do about the story? Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, like that's, kind of that's like if, if I, I'm real, real quick, let me finish the thought. If yeah. you have 50 people that are dead and 50 people that are alive, even if I'm only telling you that 50 people are dead and you don't know how many are alive, you would still want to pay more attention to the story itself. Be more read about it. You I would say I mean? like, that's your call to action is the story. I would say if you, if you, if you were looking at the, at the, the state level, right. Or like, even just like the community level or county level. If you said like, yeah, 50 people died, 50 people lived, like the deaths are way more, way more um, uh, significant there. But if you were to say like, you know, unfortunately 600 people passed away in New York over these last four days due to COVID related issues. Um, and also in the rest of the, the rest, as far as like the rest of the state and the rest of the country, you know, 5,000 survived. I think that does that that scope of, of of you know what's what's happening matters because people are going to freak out that 600 people died of covid in new york even if they live in a county where no one has had a confirmed case real quick are you trying to make the argument that the news should report both or that people i think the news would benefit both? i think the news would benefit from as far as like what people's opinions of what's being put out uh, it would be would be Okay. But better if both sides okay. were – if the sense. whole story was given, not just one side that makes you scared. I agree that if you look at it from that perspective, the news could do better if they reported both sides. The point I was making in the sense that what they're reporting is factual is because even the negative facts, mm -hmm. people can't even accept them as facts. That's the point, right? Like the things that are actually true, especially related to this disease, like the things that are actually true are the same things that most people do not want to read, do not want to see, do not want to deal with. It's the same way why, why have... the White House rejected the plan to reopen the government right. because the expert's decision – was pushed away. It's like that's not the avenue they want to go down. They they keep wanting the kind of and I get and I get I get crazy sensationalist pieces. I get what you're saying. Um, I guess 
I would say that the reason people don't necessarily want to hear the good with the bad is because we've been conditioned to ingest the bad for so long. It feels weird. It feels weird that we're not like, you know, mourning those who have died or like, you know, giving some kind of credence to that side of the story because that's all we've ever known. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I, I, I do see what you're saying. Like, because people have been conditioned for so long to just continue consuming the negative, it is kind of more natural to do that. I guess that's really the upsetting thing is because people were so conditioned to consume the negative, A, when they see the positive, they usually reject it. Or when they see the real, they reject it. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't know how to internalize it. Right. But also, I think it's created a situation where now people also are starting to avoid the negative so much Mm -hmm. that they're just completely dissolving themselves from, disassociating themselves from a lot of what is going on. Caring about community members, stepping up. Well, yeah, we've lost lost a lot of that shit. Yeah. Uh, throughout Throughout the years, we've just lost a lot of it. I agree. And on that note... I think we are ready to wrap up this episode. It was super fun. I still think it's episode seven after having done it. So, you know, I guess we'll find out in the post editing. Um, <laughs> we don't even know what episode. This- hey, the, uh, right on the Twitter, what episode this was. It was because the first two I think we named and then the second two we just did like episode number or whatever. Right. And then I think we started naming them again. So now I'm just like, do, do I even have numbers? Like, do I just put the name? I don't in? know. You guys can tell us if you care about them being numbered or if you should think we should be using titles. Right, right. And speaking of that, please, again, we have the uh, at Historificant at Twitter. Stop by, say hi. Um, we also have historically insignificant QA at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Stop by. We have the other socials. We have the streams. Always check us out. Yeah. Regardless, thank you so much for listening. No, thank we you, were guys. We actually just talking about uh, during one of our breaks how it's so cool that we do have more views. Just numbers aren't really what matters, especially when you're talking to people that stream and just can deal with three people. Yeah, right, definitely. Online, sitting in your thing. So it's the, just the cool. people who The people who want to come and view, doesn't matter how many of them are, like those people are who matters right uh so it's awesome to see that number be um 2 11 40 it doesn't matter what the number is like as if the people are coming back and enjoying what they're what they're hearing and willing to spend an hour and a half of their day listening to us like that's all that matters absolutely um so thank you thank you again um and then i think we'll close this out with just our you know our usual quick what is the one thing this week that was extremely historificant for you um it seems like a lot of these things were historificant these news articles the way we reacted to and things in general that are going on but for me ooh, that's tough honestly i would say the most historificant for me thing this week was Honestly, I think it was when uh, a boss of mine, who was a boss of Jason's, when when he, he he told us that you know he had lost someone close to him, and without getting into too much detail about that, we also, um, for anyone listening, uh, one of our animals had to be put down. I can tell you later, but mm-hmm. one of our animals had to be put down where we I work, and just when I, when I see people mourning for you know animals and people that they were so close with, it it does 
put things in perspective again where it's like yeah we're all stuck at home yeah we all feel isolated it feels shitty when the system is corrupt and everything but at the end of the day like it is significant that if you're going through those hard times if this is a hard time for you um again it is significant that you like take the time to you know work through that reflect on that take care of your personal health i've seen a lot of people that are starting to go a little sideways you know oh yeah or the other and i just uh my piece of history is just take the time because if we do open before the end of may cool you're going to then have to socially interact with all these people you have not seen in a month or more yeah if you were following guidelines right right and in that situation like you don't know what's going to happen someone that might not have told you something is like screw this i'm going to tell you now right like mm-hmm. who knows so just take the time to reflect so then when you when you go back out there in late may when we see you when you hear us again or in june whenever um yeah, you got the smile on. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's a that's a great point. Uh, I don't know if I have a historian this week. I mean, like uh, for me, I think it was the confirmation that the justice system is broken, and that is um, that is significant. I don't know if it's. In, I don't think it's insignificant. I think it's uh, supremely significant. I think some people still give it too much insignificance. They treat it so right, right. They think like, oh, it's been this way forever, so why should we change it now? Or some stupid fucking opinion. So, um, yeah, definitely seeing that and and having it confirmed for myself was was huge. Um, the amount of emotions and anger I felt in the situations that played out this week um, was it, it was at a point where it was far greater than it ever had been. And I can only imagine as it continues to happen, because I'm not saying it's going to stop because it probably won't. Not right now. Um, that that level of, of anger and um, uh, feeling of unsurety and, 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 and fear for my friends and, and family that aren't that are not uh, of the same skin complexion of me um, will only build only build and get worse yep and that's coming from someone that basically has a beard down to their knees now <laughs> i've been growing it i'm, <laughs> growing it. I'm trying to I'm trying to grow out to a viking look yeah if it gets any longer you might get stopped at the airport <laughs> i do get they stopped at the airport already <laughs> they don't know what you got in. <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you so much for checking yes, out thank you guys so it's super fun um yeah i think with that we will see you next week see Peace. you next week guys